Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I'm your host, Chip Gaines. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm your host, Ryan Key, but I am remodeling a house. I don't know why when you said Chip Gaines, I thought of, uh, what was, what was Garth Brooks' alter ego? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He had one? Uh, he was yeah, the, something like Gaines. the rock album Chris he made. Gaines, I think. Chris oh, Gaines, wow. yeah. Yeah. God, amazing. yeah, I was thinking. Uh, Chip and Joanna, whole different vibe. <laughs> yeah, I was swinging sledgehammers all day yesterday. But anyways, carry on. <laughs> hey, I'm Nick. Hey, there he is. Yes, you are. I'm co-host here. I'm here to talk about Boba Fett. Yeah. A book. We're doing it. Chapter two. I still haven't seen a book. <laughs> Zero books. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah, but it's like setting up for a book, right? It's like a legend. It's like mm. lore in the desert. There's going to be like a book yeah, of Boba yeah. Fett. Like one time mm. long ago, there was this fellow who appeared and saved us Tuscans from having to hide in the ancient sands of Tatooine, you know? I think that's where it's going. Tatooine. Mm. Right now, it's just the it's the hollow tablet of Boba Fett right now until we get to <laughs> paper. All right, no time to waste this week because I have to be done in very little time. So Apologies. Stolen plans. Here we go. What have you done with those plans? The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, The Tribes of Tatooine. Sick title. Released today at the time of this recording, January 5th, 2022. Directed by Steph Green. Known for her work on The Americans. Great show. And Watchmen, also a great show. Welcome to Star Wars, Steph. Hey, Steph. Written by John Favreau again. Starring The Usuals, as well as, this is my favorite one, Galen Howard as the City Hall Clerk. Yeah, it was great. I loved this dude for that brief moment. One of my favorite shows ever is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He plays Tommy Boyle. Nine-Nine. One of Charles Boyle's cousins. Gotcha. There's a great episode where he goes to see his family and they all look like him and they all have, you know, tucked in shirts into khakis yeah. and shit. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Boyle. Also, Robert Rodriguez, director of most of this stuff, executive producer, did the voice of the mayor, who we finally met, Mok Shaiz. Did you think for one second when he first started talking and the translation was happening that it was um, Pedro Pascal? Did that cross your mind at all? Yes. I, it immediately, yes. Yeah. I was like, that's Din Djarin. That like that's, but it wasn't. We talked about that at the trailer drop. That it sounded like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like pitch shifted slightly or something in the trailer. I almost want to like AB them in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It sounded deeper to me, mm-hmm. and la- and on this new episode, it sounded a little higher. But that could be crazy. I mean, they do that stuff with trailers, you know, visual effects, all that kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. do it all the time for seemingly no reason. Yeah. They change pitch. And uh, I mean, I've told you guys a story maybe of of when Yellow Card was going to be like the soundtrack for Heroes season two on NBC. Oh, yeah. And they pitched it. And we ended up getting like a 10 second clip in the background of a bar and it was pitch shifted up like 10 <laughs> steps. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like that. And we were like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, Thanks for the. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, music. Great. But yeah, they do that all the time. They change stuff for, I don't know if it's for speed of the, you know, if it's pitch shifted because they're speeding things up in the scene or, 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 or what, especially when it's voiceover and stuff like that. Because if they just, who knows, if they just condense it or extend the scene, it might just get lower or higher, mm. you know? Weird, guys. And uh, last two I'll mention with the cast. Skylar Bible as Fixer and Mandy Kowalski as Cammy. More on that later. Fixer and Cammy. 52 minute runtime on this one, which did not feel like 52 minutes at all to me. Mm. I thought it was a half hour. It cruised by. Yeah, yeah. So with that, I guess that's my first impression. <laughs> so good that it felt like half the length that it actually was. What'd you guys think? Man, this was just sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Everything I said that maybe leaned not negative, but less than enthusiastic last week, maybe. Like I wasn't as amped up and excited. You totally redeemed yourself. I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm floored. Floored. I, I was so glued to every part of it. And and what's interesting is this week's episode to me, you know, on Favreau's part, it was the perfect balance of an adventure of the week and character building, story arc, deeper mm-hmm. themes, maybe something that's running longer through the season. It was both things yeah. and they worked so well. Well, you could do both when you have 50 minutes. That's 100%. the big difference. Yeah. It's like you could actually do things when the episodes 100%. are 100%. So I I just loved it, man. The speeder bikes, the the train heist, the adventure side of it, and then the lore that is clearly what now I think this is going to be about is building this legend of Boba Fett on Tatooine. Like whatever he did, however he's done it, he's become this almost biblical figure. I think by the end of this, and and this was like a huge, mm. you know, you know, like the whole the kind of Messiah vibes they were throwing off, where he was like all of a sudden he was yeah. the leader of the Tuscans in some of those scenes, you know. When he was speaking to the Pikes and he was like, you're going to do this and that, you know, uh, I mean, it was it was amazing. I think I think a lot of a lot of character building happened, not just for Boba, but um, also getting to see uh, the sand people in, in ways that we've obviously never gotten to see them on this intimate level. I loved it, man. I loved it. I'm going to watch it again mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, I mean, I definitely dug it last week. I, I think there was a decent amount of sentiment out there in the community that people were just like uh, underwhelmed, for lack of a better term. I mean, no one, I didn't really know anyone who hated it by any means. But uh, I think where I felt last week was underwhelming, all they did this week was give me Easter eggs, some new characters, mm-hmm. good action. Yeah, really like catching you up to date with how Boba got to where we saw him in that first like end credit scene in Mando where he has like the black, you know, tunic and robes on and stuff like that, where you're like, is he a Tuscan Raider? Mm -hmm. So now at least at the end of this episode, we see that, yes, he's fully in that tribe. And we called it. Yeah. yeah. We called that. Fully called it. Totally. So I dig it. And all I need out of Star Wars television is to see a black Wookiee and some huts. And then I'm like, here we go. I could start to theorize. I could start to come up with things. And that's all I want, which I didn't get in the first episode. That's honestly, if I could like retrofit my, how I felt after last week, it's like, I just wanted something to theorize about after a first episode and I didn't really have much. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like, oh man, okay. Black Wookiee huts. Uh, Where's this all going? This is great. I'm I'm so excited. Right. Am I? Yeah. Pikes. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So yeah, I mean, that just really starts to get 
my brain going about, you know, how much we all love Solo here. And it's just like, is, is this somehow tying into that? And then mm-hmm. Crime Syndicate, Kira, all this stuff. It just, it got real exciting for me just based off of the what if and where is it going, which I felt like after that first episode, I was like, I don't know. I, I actually don't know what to theorize about. You know what I think, uh, and and not to minimize in any way, like I'm not trying to say she's not a massive star, so that I don't want this to come out that way, but Amelia Clark is like not, you know what I mean? She's not someone that I get the vibe from that would be like too cool to come back yeah, and do, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. She's really passionate about Game of Thrones and Solo and these things that she mm-hmm. does. And I think that's an easy speculation that they could drop. Oh, yeah. she, could, she could come back for something like this because I think if you go to an a- actor like that, who who's very much in, involved in in the fantasy and and sci-fi community mm-hmm. of fans and comic cons and all the stuff that she you know she's gonna be like uh yeah <laughs> yeah when how or when do I show up you know I uh, yeah I love this episode as well like I said at the top I'm a sucker for that dances with wolves last samurai kind of you know outsider being welcomed into the tribe kind of thing mm. minus the white savior crap which is very much a problem in Hollywood but. Still, it's what it's doing for the Tuscans as a tribe, as a people, is amazing. It's humanizing them. It's bringing all of that problematic stuff from the 1977, you know, sand people or worse, you know, kind of thing. Bringing that up to date and making it awesome mm-hmm. because there's there's so much fascinating stuff in the lore of a native species like that. You mean fascinating like Tatooine used to have oceans? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> meaning like, uh, you know, the Tuscans who are basically the Fremen of Tatooine. Well, yeah. that's a whole yeah. other conversation, by the way. Like, you think yeah. maybe this is, I don't know if you want to tie off first impressions, but here's a first impression was, okay, we're still, we're still doing we're it. We're still going <laughs> to lean into the spice thing just right now in 20, in yeah. 2022, we're going to, all right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Getting high on it and having a trip and all. Let's, we're going for yep. it. The whole thing. But this, to me, it went from, where's this going? To realizing, oh, it's going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pulling in all the cool stuff from all the animation that half of adults won't just won't watch just because. Bringing that into live action in really legit ways that it seems like are compelling to most people who are watching this. Like the there being more huts and there them being a kind of a big deal. That's something we really only saw in animation. Black Kersantan, the Wookiee bounty hunter dude. The goth Wookiee. He's from the comics. So badass. <laughs> so badass. The Pikes, that's you know, that's all except for that one tiny little thing in solo, that's all from animation. So we're bringing all this stuff in and it's just they're just like nailing it. Mm-hmm. Every single the look of everything, the the writing, all of it, nailing it. I'm about it. The other thing I'm also really enjoying is how they're fully embracing and pulling off in a cool way the flashback thing, which was not a yeah. thing in Star Wars until this. How yep. cool this week that they just didn't go back. They just yeah, I was going to say. That. Who knows how long a dream, you know, dream is or isn't. Or, so we're yeah. just going to, we're going to set this up in the beginning. And But again, I, this was such a good episode of television because the first act that was in the present was just as intriguing to me as the second yeah. and third acts, which were in the past. And I was, I was so much in the beginning, like, okay, cool. Now we're starting to sort of understand what's going on here on Tatooine and the huts coming in. It's, this is so cool. We're going to have a nostalgic yet brand new conflict between uh, Boba and, and the huts. And then to transition into a dream state that he doesn't even have his armor on in less than 10, like you're just in one and then you're in the next one. And it doesn't yeah. feel jarring or strange. It's like 
they've set up that device of him going into the back to tank to go to sleep and you know that that okay well now we have a flashback coming and that feels natural i just it's it's really good writing yeah dude i did notice that i feel like a minute or two after i was texting with someone at like 1 a.m and i was like wait a minute he never snapped out of the flashback no the episode just ended. yeah it was 40 minute <laughs> flashback yeah the first episode ended in a flashback as well, even though it bounced back and forth. Yeah. I think it also ended in the flashback. But it did go back and forth much, much more than this. This was right. literally wasn't like a, almost just act one and two, if you wanted to say it yeah. that way, of, of mm-hmm. splitting the episode in half, basically. Do you think it's possible we're done with flashbacks? I mean, he's a Tuscan now. Like, what, Unless it's more like, here's a 20-minute adventure. I just wonder what needs to happen in his past to catch him up to, I guess, to catch him up to Mando, really? I think... What we the questions we had going into this are answered. Like mm-hmm. we saw him revealed in in that full getup, you know, with his belt, but with the full Tuscan robe situation. Yeah, in the exact outfit that he showed up in Mando, we're there. So mm-hmm. any further flashbacks, I would guess, would be answering questions, new questions that are raised yeah. by upcoming stuff. Yeah, and I mean, they're still bringing up Camino. Camino is in yep. here again. Yeah, you know? yeah. That that could that could we could go way back maybe, mm-hmm. but otherwise, if we don't, I won't be disappointed because I do think this introduction to the show and to him as a character, we've it was tied off, yeah, you know, yeah, this totally. week with with that sort of final moment of and look that led up to Mandalorian. So I think it will be okay if we don't do any more flashbacks. And mm-hmm. I and I think the setup of the the sort of hero and villain with with Boba and the Hut twins that happened maybe was also kind of a handoff. Mm-hmm. Now we actually have something to go for. We have yeah. a, a, a conflict, a rivalry that's going to happen that he's going to have to overcome that isn't quite as ambiguous as week one, chapter one, where it's like, what is, yeah. we get it, he's here and he's on the throne and, and he's taken over Jabba's reign, but what is, is it going to be a different thing every week? Now I think it might not. I think it might be, sort of a story about this this fight he's about to get into with with the Hut twins, maybe. Mm-hmm. A few more things before we get into the den. The Ithorian mayor confirmed. Obviously, we saw, we speculated on that. Supposedly, well, we don't know. Did the mayor order the, the assassination? Did he not? Is he lying? We don't know. We'll talk about that later. A good old-fashioned train heist. That was sick, you know, keeping the Western vibes. I'm on board with that. The pikes we talked about, the brain lizard spirit guide thing. Loved that. What what is that a throwback to? There's I, it something. seemed like Matrixy to me. I feel like the first yeah. Matrix they put yeah, yeah. the the weird robot thing in uh, the belly button. In his belly. Gross. <laughs> I mean, it's really pretty heavy handed with the Western idea if you think about it. Yeah. As much as they took, I think, inspiration from Native American, you know, tribal traditions and Middle Eastern tribal traditions to sort of as you say, humanize and develop the characters that are the Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. You throw that in, you know, throw the bonfire with like the, the, yes. by the way, this might be a, something you want to put in the, or talk about in the den, but total, I thought like throw to tomorrow Morrison's heritage with like the New oh, Zealand rugby team yeah. war dance thing around the bonfire, yeah. but throw that in with a train heist. And yeah, you have a, you have a really cool space Western. It was great. Hell yeah. Also, I love on on that, him being part of the tribe, Boba Fett is now, we know officially, both a Mandalorian and a Tuscan, although he isn't either officially. You know what I mean? He's in this in-between world where he's, he doesn't consider himself a clone, but Bo-Katan also doesn't consider him a pure-blood Mandalorian, so they don't accept him, and he's a member of this Tuscan tribe, but he's not a native. He's just kind of like a, 
I don't know. He's he's like <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. I mean, he's just looking you know I mean? for a family. He's got a million, yeah. millions of brothers, and his dad is him. So he's just looking for a family out there. You just kind of nailed it right there. He's got a million brothers. He's got two million brothers, <laughs> yeah. but still just trying to find a family. And he's his own dad. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. That's a song, isn't it? <laughs> Lastly, I love seeing the most Espa City Hall showing the most developed, most refined part of Tatooine that we've ever seen, a place that's not a hive of scum and villainy or just a barren desert. We see like an actual building built by machines and not people's hands and mud, you know? Mm -hmm. It was cool. It was interesting to see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thousand generations. It is the dark side. Torgon, Torgosh. It's a Calicori. A Sith Wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. Ooh, we got some good ones. <laughs> we got some deep cuts in the den this week. First, though, I want to point out one that I had in the notes last week, but totally blew it and didn't talk about. Those four-legged droids that were kind of walking through the streets in Tatooine that had sort of white bodies, black legs, and these kind of like yellowish fins on them, sort of. Those are 100% Boston Dynamics spot robots. 100%. It was so sick. I can't wait till that's real life. Actual droids. Till they're just like cruising through the mall. I mean, it is real life. They just... <laughs> but I want them like bringing my DoorDash and stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't want to just see them on, you know, YouTube. You say that now, and then you've already referenced the film that you're excited about us living in. Yeah, I'm about it, dude. Little, little anamorphic lizard things climbing into our belly buttons to program our brains while we're plugged in as battery powers. Great. Yeah, let's go. Hey, for the record, <laughs> if yep. that's happening right now in the real world is actually just dust and everyone lives in crappy sweaters and eats gross, bland grits, leave me plugged in. I'm cool. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I feel like in a weird parallel, I've already done that with my life. I'm like, you know what? This all sucks. I'm just, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Philosophically, you're already there, Nick. <laughs> yeah. All right. First one, Nick, your favorite word. Tell him. Ichuta. The Nightwind assassin. <laughs> by, by the way, Nightwind sounds like you're farting at night. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Dutch oven under the covers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the night the Nightwind assassin does bring back that that awesome cuss out. Ichuta. Ichuta. He says it with purpose too. Yeah. Eyes locked. The in the sanctuary, there's somebody at a table who looks to have the same Dathomir-style face tattoos. Did you guys catch that? Oh, I did not see that. I did not. He was having way too good of a time to be a night brother. He was chilling way too hard. But I definitely saw the red and black. Need to get a freeze frame of that. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, was this in this episode or last one? Sweating like a Goompta on Mustafar? Was this one, yeah. This one? Mm -hmm. We have no idea what a Goompta is, but it's now a thing that'll show up at some point, I'm, I'm sure. Just like we... Didn't know what a, a Gundark was until we saw it in animation finally. <laughs> yeah. But I love that saying. The sister hut of the twins 
she definitely says Wookiee in Huddies in the sentence right before her brother says she thinks we should kill you. Mm. So straight up, that's like, that's the dude who brings the hammer down, the Wookiee. Yeah. I mean, in the little bit that I know, he knows Boba for sure because he's a bounty hunter, the Wookiee, mm-hmm. and he's in the War of Bounty Hunters and uh, Dr. Aphra comics. So that, yeah. that's a Wookiee that does exist in canon already. And obviously Wookiees live for hundreds of years. So why not bring him? Black K, they call him. And she, what's the nickname she gives him? Black, uh, she calls him like Curtsy or something. She has some like kind of cute short name for him because she's a smart ass. Oh, Black Santy. Black Santy. <laughs> oh, that's great. A little Santy. <laughs> Moving on. The side of the speeders that Boba steals for the Tuscans to use from the biker gang. I was searching everywhere on that just like for, for a freeze frame to actually see what it said in Arabesh on the side because you see the symbol that turned out to be the letter K in Huddies that they, you know, that they spray paint on that, mm-hmm. that property in the first episode. Turns out the side just says Tatooine. Okay. Like I have a car that just says Earth on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're a very environmentally conscious gang. Yeah. You know? They're about the preservation of the moisture or whatever. Oh, you know, speaking of those speeders, another like kind of Western reference, I felt like when he was towing those other speeders, was those could have been horses. Oh, you for know, sure. Like yeah. Straight up, like I'm taking all these guys' horses and just tying them all up and yeah. bringing them back into town. Here's some good stuff. Ryan mentioned this earlier. The quote, since the oceans dried, Tuscan's talking at the end about Tatooine's history. That's got to show up at some point, right? There's like, whether it's in a book with like a photo or some like, legend you know what i mean that's not something we'll see necessarily on screen in live action but i'd love to see like the ancient ancient history yeah of the Some planet kind of flashback tattooing with water yeah mm. mike mike forrester of hondo supply of armor party claims and i think he's right right when boba's kind of sparing the pikes and saying okay we're not going to kill you but you're going to go back and tell your people what the new rules are you don't pass through here there's a little hint of omega's theme Mm-hmm. like minus the last note it's kind of like positive low-key triumphant music happening and then it drops into like no you're gonna walk single file the f- out of here you know yeah <laughs> it's kind of the melody it's kind of there i wonder what that could be if deliberate yeah like does that involve the pikes or is that more like boba showing what omega showed you know because she was so like thoughtful and that's my interpretation yeah i feel like i would lean more in that direction the alpha and the omega um speaking of that Boba makes the pikes pay a toll. Speculation is that this custom, quote, and we'll call it a custom, could be the reason why Din has to give up his monoculars to the Tuscans in season one of Mando. Like, uh, yeah, you can do that, but you got to give them something. Mm-hmm. It's just like the trade thing that's kind of established. Could have already been a thing. Could be this. Either way, it's cool. The Maori slash Pacific Islander slash Hakka vibe Ryan mentioned earlier in the, the dance around the fire. That's got to be Tamara Morrison's influence. And it's so cool to me how everything's coming full circle. You've got this dude playing a character who was just a a generic bad guy, now part of a tribe of other generic bad guys. Mm -hmm. He happens to be a Kiwi, half-native Maori dude. And even the weapon that they use, that, that gaffy stick, is based directly on a weapon from Fiji, an island in the, you know, island region north of New Zealand. I mean, it's like the exact same thing. If you go Google, you know, Fiji weapon, Star Wars, whatever, you'll see the exact same thing. So the full circle thing happening here mm-hmm. is so sick. And just from him messing around on set and Robert Rodriguez saying, oh, what's that? What's that thing you're doing? You know, he was doing the, the Maori dance with the, the tongue out and all that. And then that got incorporated 
And it's like this sick reverse engineered game of like reverse Jenga to put it all back together into this beautiful full circle thing now. I love it. Uh, no, actually, I had that written always. It's 1977. Oh, that's right. <laughs> sorry, George. So sorry, George. George wrote it that way from the beginning. I always knew they were going to make a show about MOBA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to end on a big one with the den. I didn't notice this right away. I'm embarrassed to say so, being a dude with a, a Star Wars podcast. But this is deep, though. This is well, like Well, then I real. should quit. If that's how you should feel when you don't <laughs> notice stuff, I'm fired. Well... Maybe we're all fired, but we rehired ourselves because we're self-employed. The place where Boba goes to confront the biker gang and whoops their asses and beats the hell out of that dude until the rifle breaks over his head, steals their speeders, that is none other than Tashi Station. Wild. It's wild. It's it. Just that's the spot. All the power converters you can handle. <laughs> and you can see there's like um you can see a side by side of when Boba walks in and when Luke walks in in the deleted scene. Same door, same buttons. Same kind of like built-in shelves on the wall. There's a, I don't know, who knows what in the old one, but there's some like bottles that's behind the bar in Book of Boba Fett. And the coolest part is the couple that I mentioned earlier in the cast, Fixer and Cammy. Those are Luke's friends from the deleted scene in A New Hope. It's just their watering hole. It's where they go. Yeah, that's their spot. And this is six years later or whatever. So, of course, they still go to the local bar. Mm-hmm. Wearing you know? the same clothes, same barely clothes. aged, same haircut. Well, no one has different outfits in Star Wars. <laughs> no. We wear the same thing every day. Dude, <laughs> I said this in the chat, and I'll say it again. I fully buy this because right now, as I speak, I'm wearing underwear that's no less than 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I still wear shoes that we got free from Nike when my band got signed. I have hoodies that are at least 15 years old. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So. Good on you for keeping that leather I mean, jacket going. Wa- they wa- they wash them, wash and dry. It's easy. Yeah, tons Fine. of water going around for laundry and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's so dry there. It's not like you know you have mold to worry about. You know, you, you put your show pants in the bay of the bus, and after you know a few weeks, you're like, mm, "What's that growing on that part of my pants?" <laughs> that doesn't happen on Tatooine. All right, moving on. I love you. I know. Favorite quotes, favorite scenes, favorite moments. We'll do one each. That's what we're going to do on these breakdown episodes, on these reaction episodes. I mean, okay, this isn't monumental as far as like huge moment in the episode that some huge action packed thing was happening, but it stands out in my mind. I really loved the scene where Boba was sort of being instructed in in the method of of fighting with the yeah with the Tuscan weapon, and he like doesn't get frustrated. He just goes and picks it up and says, teach me. Yeah. Dude smacked he, him in he, the head. He starts you know? out with, I am, I'm holding it the same way. He's like, he's, he is frustrated. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing exactly what you're telling me to do. And then he has the respect for, you know, his fighting partner and their culture and all that stuff's in there, which is awesome. He, yeah, I, I, I you could just see, and, and a really, really, uh, really well acted in that scene, picking up on all of those things. It, it was like, it was a moment where he checked himself and realized how much respect he had for them and how they survive and how they fight. And he just says, teach me or show me. Maybe he says, show me. Yeah. So good. I love that moment. It's fully uh, too many mind. Yes. <laughs> you know, from uh, The Last Samurai. Too many mind. Too many mind. Hi. Mind the sword. Mind the people. What? Mind the enemy. Too many mind. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Uh, I'll go with the easy 
the two bangers right away. The twins show up and then Black Chrysanthemum shows up. Uh, that just to me is these, what was it, a five-minute scene that has now sparked my imagination for what's to come. So I'll go with that. I thought the I thought the huts looked pretty good. Yeah. I you know, I think the the tricky part with CGI anything in broad daylight is lighting. So I think considering the, those were fully CGI huts, but in like the full Tucson Tatooine lighting situation, I think the lighting made it seem a little on top of the screen instead of in the screen, if you know. If, but dude, for a TV budget and schedule, oh, damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that scene to me is my was my favorite just based off of like it planting the seeds of what could happen. And part of Star Wars and liking Star Wars is theorizing why we all commiserate over it is like what does this mean what about this what about that so that whole scene to me was like the seeds of what could be coming up in the next couple episodes i think my favorite is hard to nail down but it's in line kind of with what ryan was saying under the umbrella of all of that cult training montage of becoming part of the tribe and everything there was something about the fact that they actually put the carving of the gaffy stick process into it, mm. him showing you use this tool, you pull it this way, you use this tool, you carve this way, you know, and showed him actually doing it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, well, you make stick. Oh, now I have stick. Yeah. You know, the fact that he did it, he didn't just construct a new lightsaber. Like he, mm-hmm. he made the damn thing and then he, he just, he walked out with it like, here I am, I have arrived. I loved that. Partly from a storytelling angle, partly from, you know, just a person who likes to make stuff. I thought it was sick. And now I'm going to make one. I just <laughs> like somebody said in the, one of the patrons said in the chat who went out in their backyard and immediately started looking for sticks <laughs> to carve a gaffy stick. Yeah. Me raising my hand, me, I did. <laughs> and there's definitely one out there. So I'm going to call that my favorite final thoughts. What's next week. What do you guys think? I think we're just going to dive in more to what's about to happen with the, the hut twins. Yeah. Interesting to think about whether or not we keep flashing back or not, though. Mm. But but I, I, I do think that we bridge the gap now. If you're a casual viewer and you're just dropping in to watch Book of Boba Fett, it might be a little confusing. But for us, we're, we've reached the point of Mandalorian and we know what happened after that. So, you know, now we're, we're caught up to this new event in his life. So I, I think we just get into that full steam ahead. And I hope... Personally, I hope that the season is focused on that, that, that as always, it's not a bunch of kind of side adventures. It's like there's a there's a solid season long crime syndicate story of him versus the huts with a little bit of pikes dusted on top. You know, I mm-hmm. hope that's what happens. Dusted, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's I think it's more diving into the huts, Black Chrysanthemum and uh, who hired all these people. Who are they more involved in? Are the huts now threatened and they need to go hire a bigger entity and where that leads us? We'll see. We got five episodes, apparently. I have no idea if there's a second season. Five more episodes, I should say, after the two that we had already. I don't know if this is like a one season thing, so I don't know how much runway they have, but I'm excited. I do think we're off and running now, though, considering it's five more episodes to go. Here are the big questions left presented by this episode for next week, like in the short term. Will the the biker gang, the K-gang, come back for their speeders, try to get revenge? Because that's, you know, that's a little side plot you would throw into a bigger thing. That could be a thing. Who is the Order of the Nightwind? That's a bigger thing. Is the mayor telling the truth? Did he actually hire the assassins? Did he not? 
how crooked is he? Because he was pretty shady in the way he talked about like, oh, that that's unlikely. That would have been that. But they're not allowed here anyway. So shoot that guy in my office and here's some money. So we're going to find out some some of that sooner than later, I think. And then what, I, what I'm guessing next week will be, my prediction is that scene with the Trandoshans around the table where he sits and kind of holds court with them, mm. establishes what the deal is. Because as he was coming down the streets, there were two or three shots right in a row where they were just eye-fucking the shit out of him <laughs> as he came down, you know, Main Street. So I think they're on deck, the Trandoshans. And then the season as a whole, I'm, like we talked about before we hit record, rather than sort of um, Monster of the Week, Adventure of the Week, like we got in Mando, hey, nice to meet you, I need something, help me with this thing, the end. I think this is going to be more like crime syndicate of the week because it's mostly just in one place. Maybe we'll go off world, but it seems like he's just here dealing with, he's going down the list, crime syndicates, you know, crooked, this person, Mm. politician, that person, whatever. And we're just, we're going to go down the list. That just brought something up. I guess there's probably like a, we don't call it the slave one anymore. What is it? The fire spray. There's probably a reveal coming up soon of him. And his ship, even though we've oh, seen yeah. it already, there's probably yeah. in the book of Boba Fett going to be a reveal of his ship. And lastly, I'll just end with this question. Let's not even try to answer. Let everyone marinate on this. Since we don't know who hired the assassins, maybe it was Kira. Yeah. Maybe it was Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. I love it. It would make sense. I mean, that, that Nightwind dude was wearing sort of a burgundy maroon thing, so it could be an offshoot. I'm Assassin Burgundy. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up because I got to get out of here. One last thing we didn't talk about was the, the Rancor fake out by Fennec. I really thought we were going to see Moochie. We all thought that we were, yeah. right? We all thought, like, there's a new <laughs> I was one. like, Moochie. <laughs> it's empty, dummy. <laughs> all right, one more thing before we fully get out of here. We have some news. Our humble little podcast network, the Thank the Maker Network, is expanding a third podcast. We're super stoked about this one. It's called Princess and Scoundrel, a brand new podcast about Fantasyland, Tatooine, and everything in between. It's hosted by Sarah Maciel and Stephen Maciel. You may have heard Sarah on the episode recently when we talked about booking the Galactic Star Cruiser. Sarah is a travel agent. So they have this new podcast coming. It's all about park going, whether it's Galaxy's Edge or Disney in general. They're going to be the podcast to check out. It launches Tuesday, January 11th. And it will be a bi-weekly podcast every other week. So you'll get Armor Party one week, Princess and Scoundrel the next week, alternating. And of course, this podcast, Thank the Maker, every week. We're super stoked, and we think you're going to love it too. All right. If you love this podcast and you want to support it, you can go to patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod to do that. For as little as three bucks, you get access to the Discord server. You help us out. We truly do appreciate it, and it does help. We need some more patrons. I'm going to be fully transparent with you. We need more help. (laughs) Please, if you like this podcast, patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, it's at thankthemakerpod on Instagram. It is at thankthemaker on Twitter. All of my stuff is at Adam the Skull. Mine is at William Ryan Key. I just released a new song today as we're recording this. Put some new music out. So if you want to check it out, williamryankey.com. You can pre-order my new record coming out next month. And uh, check out some new music. Please do. All my socials are at Nick Bayside. And episode 27 of the Radio Radio Show is out now. And I played some William Ryan Key on it this week. I saw that, bud. And I'm so grateful. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. song's awesome. 
ThankTheMakerMerch.com is where you go if you want Thank the Maker merch. I think you do want it. You should go there. Patrons, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.